welcome to Healthy Perspectives Podcast with Jeremiah, where we provide clinical perspectives on current social and cultural issues. And don't forget, you can subscribe at Podbean, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe at any or all of them. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Getter, Twitter, and many other social media sites. Or you can email us at healthy perspectives with an S at protonmail.com. Hello, hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. You know, a quick update. Uh, I am I'm located in a, a place where we just got our first snow. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, and I'm gonna try to bring that positive energy to this. Uh, what we're going to talk about today is misinformation. And this is one of those trigger words I have discovered. In, if we use the word misinformation, man, people get defensive in a hurry. Well, in part, I think there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of reasons for that, right? Let, let's be real. I don't think that people most of the time actually believe they're misinformed. And the, the risk of being misinformed uh, means that we make... Uh, really important decisions possibly off of information that's not even accurate. And so nobody wants to run around saying, yeah, I've been misinformed. Like, no, we can't get excited about that. Uh, and, and it's a catchy phrase. Let's be real. What we're going to do today is we are going to take a look at what is misinformation. So we're going to attempt to define it a little bit. We're going to I, I learn how to identify it. Uh, you know, there, there's things that we can do to make sure that we are not completely misinformed, which let's be real. I mean, that's what my podcast has been all about basically all along. It's a look, look at different perspectives and let's figure it out. So we'll, we'll go into that in a little more detail. And then I'm going to give you a couple of to-dos. Normally I give you, you know, a little bit of to-do because, you know, I want you to get better. I want you to grow and get better. And, and truth is, I need to do that too. So, you know, this is a good reminder for me as well. Um, we're going we're gonna to look at how do we reduce the frequency of being misinformed or misinforming others, as well as how to correct it when we do misinform people. Uh, because the reality is, I think every single one of us, I know I have been, uh, you know, the, the perpetrator of... Of, of misinformation, not on purpose. I, I guarantee it's not on purpose because my heart, my heart wants to do good. Uh, but sometimes I, you know, I don't do my, I get a little lazy. I don't do my research or whatever. And then I put out misinformation or I misspeak, uh, and that creates misinformation. And so there's things that we can do to eliminate, uh, the risk and then correct it when we do make mistakes. And with that, we're going to go ahead and just move right along. What is misinformation? I know y'all out there are probably like, well, I know what it is. It's anything that they label as misinformation or missing context. Ooh, please don't do that. Please don't do that. You're trusting a what they, they call a third-party expert. Uh, it takes one of those, one, one bad apple, and it'll spoil the whole entire basket. And we've got to be smarter than that. Let's be real. These 30-party experts, uh, they, they don't necessarily have your best interest. They're not necessarily interested in making sure you have accurate information. So we've got to be more careful than that. Um, what we can do is by defining it, we can, we can then take a closer look. So let's go ahead with that. 
anything intentionally or unintentionally misleading to reality. Not your reality, not my reality, the reality. Anything that's misleading to reality, whether it's done on purpose or on accident, is misinformation. It's not accurate information, right? It doesn't matter your intention. Uh, I use this example routinely. If I accidentally bump into you and you fall down and you break your arm, does your arm hurt? Yes, of course it hurts. And does it does it hurt less because I didn't do it on purpose? No. The pain is the same. It's a broken arm. It hurts. What hurts less is your emotions, right? If you know I didn't do it on purpose, that it was an accident, your emotions might not get as involved, but the pain is still the same pain. That is reality. And so it doesn't truly matter whether it was on purpose or on accident. That being said, people who run around providing misinformation on purpose are terrible people and should be avoided. People who do it on accident, which is, I believe, in my opinion, it is most of the misinformation out there is perpetuated by people on accident, then it's people who don't understand. Now, that can be rectified, right? We can. There are things we can do about that, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. What does misinformation look like? It really comes down to, to four things. Uh, the most common form of misinformation are blind spots. It's, I, I really truly believe this, and I, and I know there are bad people in the world trying to misinform us. I get that. But I think most people, there was this, this thing we used to say in the, in the Marine Corps. We used to say, hey, there's only one thief in the Marine Corps. Everyone else is just trying to get their stuff back. It's because of this blind spot. One person creates misinformation on accident, and others perpetuate it on purpose, not knowing that it's bad information. Blind spot. You see how that works? It's, it's one person may do it on accident or on purpose, and the rest, they put it out there on blast because they're like, oh, this is great information, and they blast it out there, and they don't realize what they're blasting out there is bad information. It's a blind spot. Now, if, if they're doing it, if the first person is doing it on purpose, that's that's a totally different level of, of of evil. But most people, I don't believe, do it on purpose. They do it on accident. There are some that do it on purpose. I'm not going to lie to you. Essentially, one liar can cause lots of bad. So we've got to watch out for that. But we also there there's some ways that you can you can get around identifying the liar and getting stuff right anyway. So lies, it looks like lies. It looks like secrets, right? There's a difference between privacy and secrets. Let me remind you real quick. Secrets are those things that we intentionally keep. Those create blind spots. Private is the things that we intentionally keep private, such as, I don't know, your bathroom habits? Don't want to know. Right? So there's a difference between private, that's my business, and secret, which is, I'm going to keep this from you. There's a big difference, okay? And then the last one is deception. Deception, uh, you know, is most often, at least what I'm seeing anyway, it's convenient narratives that leave out inconvenient facts, realities. So deception is convenient narratives that leave out inconvenient facts, 
realities. So how do we identify what is misinformation? Well, if we're trying to identify blind spots, that's tough, right? Because they, the, the person truly believes what they're saying is real. So the solution is pretty, pretty simple. In that situation, uh, I know I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead here real quick, but I want to give you this one because I'm not going to hit on it so much later. More contact, more empathy. It creates better identification of those blind spots. It's the idea behind keeping your enemy close. If you think that they might be the enemy because they seem to be misleading or misinforming you, the best thing to do is draw them close and you'll be able to identify. You'll be able to identify if they're doing it on purpose or on accident. It may take you some time. Just tread cautiously, but it can be done. Because most people are not probably perpetuating misinformation. They are blind. They don't see it as misinformation. An example, I'm just going to go ahead and point to this. Uh, And part of the motivation for this particular podcast, I had this interaction on social media with somebody who was, uh, I believe, accidentally perpetuating misinformation. I don't think that they realized it. What they were doing was saying, this group of people are bad, horrible, and evil because they are violent. And they were doing it in comparison to another group. Well, the other group is violent and stuff too. So what makes violence in one category uh, appropriate and okay, but violence in another category not appropriate and not okay? That takes some really careful discernment. And they were not doing that. So they were perpetuating misinformation. I don't think they were intending to, but by saying one side is violent and and terrible, but not addressing the violence and terrible part of the first group, that is misinformation. It's misleading. If nothing else, it's deceptive. It's like saying, uh, we are better because we're on this side. And yes, we are violent, but it's for good reason. And your violence is not for good reason. Well, let's have some conversation around that because maybe you're right and maybe you're wrong, but you're not identifying it accurately, which makes it very hard for me to trust you. It's deceptive. How do we identify lies? We look for incongruence. This is, I'm going to make it sound really simple, I know, uh, but it's not. It's not simple. We look for Nonverbals, so that's body language, paraverbals, that's tone, volume, cadence, behaviors, and words that all align. If they do not all align, there is most likely some form of a lie or deception in what they are saying, doing in that situation. So nonverbals, paraverbals, behaviors, and their words need to all align. And you're most likely getting the truth as they see it. Does it mean it's accurate? No, it does not. But you're getting their truth. It is authentically their truth. Secrets. Secrets are also pretty tough because there's a fine line between secret and private, which I went over. Here's my rule of thumb as from a therapeutic lens. When we run into resistance to truth or perspective, it doesn't have to be 
reality and perfect truth, it can be truth or perspective, you're probably dealing with some type of a secret. There's a secret behind it. Because in a in a relationship where there is trust, you there is no need to blame or resist potential truth or perspective. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. All right, we're going to keep flying. Uh, if it doesn't make sense, man, send me an email. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, get involved. Uh, help me make this better. But I'm pretty sure that all made sense. And we're going to move on to deception. Find incongruences by researching alternative options. When you encounter something and you are not sure if it's deception, or you put something out and you think, wow, I may have deceived by accident. The best thing to do, research, research, research. Look at the multiple perspectives on the same thing. Which leads me to what to do. You all need, want, deserve, whatever, fill in the blank. You want your little to-do list that Jeremiah creates. That's what I'm going to do. I am going to create a to-do list for you. Number one, our goal must be to reduce frequency of misinformation, ours and others. In order to do that, there's three things that need to happen. Number one, research, research, research. Number two, I know that was three things in one. Number two, open dialogue with opposing viewpoints. And number three, empathize to different perspectives. This can all be summarized like this. And if you've been with me for a while, you've heard this at least once, maybe twice. Three blind people are put in front of an elephant, one at the tail, one at the trunk, one at the, the leg. They all will have different explanations of what's right in front of them, but they're all looking, looking in the sense of their exploration. They're experiencing the same animal. It's an elephant. Now, their descriptions are going to be very, very different. That's why there's research, open dialogue with opposing views, and empathy. So what do we do when we initiate or perpetuate misinformation on accident? I'm going to assume for a moment that my listeners, because I believe this is probably true for most of them, are not going to perpetuate or create misinformation on purpose. All right. If you're in that category, to be honest, you, uh, I don't know that I'm going to do you any good. Uh, just speaking, frankly, I, I, I hope I do, but I don't know that I will because that's, that's a heart change that needs to happen. Uh, not a process change, not a, uh, you know, they're just, there's, you need to go get help. <laughs> that's as simple as I can put it. So what do we do when we, we do it on accident? Number one, own the error. Number two, correct it in above and beyond ways. For example, I once uh, scared a bunch of people. Uh, it was a practical joke. It was harmless from my perspective. But the fear for them was real. And I wasn't trying to terrify anybody. It was a, a practical joke. I was like, eh. but I was young and foolish and I did not realize the impact that it would have on them. After the situation occurred, 
it was a verbal apology. I gave up much time, energy, and resources of my own to correct it, including you know a, a card that was apologizing to each person involved. Why? It wasn't, I mean, truly, I probably didn't have to do half of the things that I did in the aftermath. But I felt truly guilty because that wasn't my intent. When we create misinformation on accident or perpetuate it on accident, there should be a sense of guilt, an appropriate sense of guilt, and we should correct our path by appropriately apologizing, reconciling, and then making sure we don't repeat the mistake. Because if we keep repeating it over and over and over, at some point, we're just a fool. So number three is work on those blind spots constantly. You have them, I have them. We've got to keep working on them. And the best way to do that is more shared space. We need people with our views, with other views. We need people who uh, love us, people who don't like us, because they all provide different perspective. Three blind people standing at an elephant. It provides perspective. So in the end, it's not about perfection. Relationships are built on trust, not perfection. And there's really only three components there. Effective communication. Some of you have heard me say this before. Truth, which is being authentic and correcting our own issues when we make mistakes. And then love, love and care. Love and care is the glue. It's the thing that gives us that second chance with people. Love and care will work wonders if you're truly trying, truly trying to have effective communication and speak truth as you see it, all right? With, without effective communication and speaking the truth as you see it, care and love, it, you're stuffing it. They're not going to be able to get it. You're, you're not giving it freely. So be, be attentive to that. Look, I know I flew through some content today. I hope this was helpful. Please send me messages, interact with me. I'm happy to interact back. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a look at our website at www.healthyperspectives with a dash in between the healthy and the perspectives. Make sure there's an S at the end.com. So again, www.healthy-perspectives with an S. Dot com.